All right. Inflation is declining. Do people want to know and hear about that? Is there possibly some good news? How much do you actually need to earn to be able to buy a home in the Bay Area? Let's look at what has been published and let's look at the reality if that's really the case. Startup aims to help people buy homes. There are a lot of startups these days that are doing these concepts of potentially lease to lease to own, could be co-sharing, co-buying, lots of opportunities there. Google makes headway as it continues your downtown San Jose project. Snowflake has expanded out into Dublin area. They've already had a presence in Dublin, but they continue to expand. But let's go over the biggest headline articles of the week, which is mainly about inflation. And Rich, thank you for tuning in as usual. Really appreciate it. Let's take a look. Inflation drops to actually zero in July due to falling gas prices. Take a look at this. These are all very positive trends, and these are likely to be the case. I mean, we've seen a contraction already from the growth across the U.S. when it comes to inflation. So you can see consumer price indexes have dropped, especially a big part of it is due to gasoline. And gasoline, we're already seeing some relief uh, at the pumps, which are all very positive news. So gasoline prices fell 7.7% in July, dragging down headline inflation. Other items uh, with falling prices included used cars, trucks, and airfares down 7.8%. Rent is certainly going to continue to be stubborn, so I don't think we're going to change a whole lot of that. Uh, I think that's going to keep rising. It's probably actually underreported, to be fair. Renters are paying a whole lot more than they are before uh, in most places. So this number is actually much higher. But related to these other things, it's certainly a... Uh, a positive sign. Cars and trucks will certainly likely keep falling, declining because, you know, as interest rates have risen, they affected the auto loan industry. And so that should be impacted too uh, with just how things have progressed. So, you know, the fact that the Fed has raised rates as what they have raised, let's see what they'll do. You can see the stock market has had a had an incredible roar. It's been four weeks of positive gains now, which is the longest since it was since uh, October. So these are all very strong and positive signs that this may be a mild recession. Now, don't believe me. Take a listen of Elon Musk. He shared this during his Tesla's 2022 shareholders meeting. A bit of insight into where prices of things are going over time. Um, because when you're making millions of cars, uh, you have to um, purchase commodities many months in advance of when they're needed. Like, so you need to tell, because it's the very long supply chain with a tremendous amount of inertia. So we, we sort of have some insight into uh, where prices are headed over time. And the interesting thing that we're seeing now is that uh, most of our commodities, most of the things that go into a Tesla, not all, but I don't know, more, more than half, the prices are trending down in six months, six months from now, now this could change, obviously. But but the trend is down, which suggests that uh, we are past peak inflation. Um, now, making macroeconomic uh, prognostications is uh, you know, a recipe for disaster. But uh, my guess is that we are past peak inflation, um, and that we will see. And we will have a recession. I think it will be a, a relatively mild recession. Sort of, uh, I'm just guessing here. With this total, 
speculation. Um, but I would guess it's a it's a you know mild recession for I don't know eighteen months or something like that. Um, would be my best guess right now. Um, it, we don't have fundamental capital misallocations in the in the U.S. as we have had in the past, like leading up to two thousand eight, where we were building primary housing units at twice the rate of of household formation, which obviously doesn't make sense. Um, and there were a lot of companies that were over levered. The, the, the leverage or, or, or debt that companies have right now is relatively low. Um, so, yeah, I would say probably. So as you can see, those are all very positive signs with where things are going. I mean, a lot of these businesses, you can see from their earnings reports, they have a pretty good sense as to what they're expecting and how they're dealing with costs. And for the most part, most of them also say the same thing, that it seems like peak inflation is behind us now and things are just getting better. Now, of course, there's always uncertainty and that's just like anything. When has there never been uncertainty? Never. It's impossible, right? Things are either too good or, or too bad, Like, it, but it's always somewhere actually in between if you just follow the, the media that way. So some things just to keep in mind, and those are uh, good news when it comes to listening to CEOs talk about how they're dealing with supply constraints and are, are, the, are the bad times already over, things like that. So let's look at this article. Here's how much money you need to earn to buy a home in the Bay Area. The salary needed to comfortably buy a home in the Bay Area is at least triple the national average. Well, yes. Then again, the national, what they don't say is the Bay Area income is likely triple the national average too, to be fair, <laughs> or a lot a lot better. You can see the national average income is $75,000. Um, fortunately, many people in the Bay Area earn significantly more than that, even as a single person, not even as a, as a family. So what is it then? So if a median single family home price is of 1.9 in the in Santa Clara County or actually it's not in Santa Clara County it's just these areas specifically buyers need to make over $330,000 a year to afford a medium single family home price of 1.9 million dollars how does that sound to you leave it in the comments below does that sound high does this sound actually low let me do a quick calculation so you can see for yourself too Let's say you had a $1.9 million. Let's say the medium is $1.9 million. And uh, you, you can put in 20% down. Just play with some numbers here. And let's say the loan rate, let's say it's 5% right now. It's actually a little bit lower. Let's say it's 4.5 for a jumbo. You can get that all day these days. There's no PMI for tax. It is always 1.25%. So 23750 per year. Home insurance is fine. There's no HOA for a single family. So you can see your your monthly expense uh, would be 9764 And that would include... That would include property tax in this in this calculation. So that would include property tax too. Um so that's that's the amount that you'll be paying. Now, if you made $330,000 a year, let's do some math of like how much you actually have net left. So you do, so you just let's say your taxes are maybe 40%. So you have 198,000 left. Divide that by 12, about 16,500. 
So it's 10,000 by 16,500. So that's about 60% of your income will be going towards the home. Now, some people may say, look, that's extremely high. Some people may say, look, I'm investing as part of my money is into the home itself. That is up to the individual to decide on their end. Now, to be fair, if you look at a lot of the renters now, a lot of the renters, they're really pushing up their, their also uh, amounts. Like in the past, a lot of people would have preferred and wanted people to pay three times or to have earned three times their rental amount. That's not really happening a lot anymore, right? Uh, a lot of people are not able to get that for their rents. So some maybe two and a half times, maybe two times. So that margin is going to continue to get pushed and that's happening across the board. And so just something to be mindful of as you make your decision. And at the same time, if you look at rent, this is actually buying and owning a single family home, which has historically done about seven to eight percent a year on average uh, of increases over the last several decades. So it is has historically been an investment and historically been quite, quite good, especially when you think about the leverage that you're using and the tax benefits of it. Now, at the end of the day, it is your own decision uh, as to if you're comfortable with that. Of course, this is a single family home and it's a medium single family home in, a, in one of the most premium areas. Sorry, guys, there's some, uh, the, my Chrome, uh, died. So let me, uh, I need to, so I have to restart everything. Uh, as I mentioned, yeah. So you have to, you have to do the calculations yourself to determine how is that for your overall portfolio? Are you balanced? I mean, fortunately, as you can see from the general markets, people that have held on to real estate have done actually a lot better than they held on to crypto or if they held on to, uh, the stock market. So just some things to be mindful of as people have to decide what what actually makes the most sense for them and to really get out of the out of paying the rental market because rent continues to increase, especially as people either give up or um, they're just building these luxury ones anyways, right? So those are important things to keep in mind. Next, tech startup offers new ways to invest in real estate. So this is not too new. There's a lot of companies doing this. So Lofty AI, I'm not sure what the AI is for in this case, to be very clear. There's so much stuff here. But uh, for now, the company is investing in, real, in rental properties and collecting rent, but eventually the plan is to get into homes for sale. The idea is to gradually invest what you can, build a real estate portfolio, and hopefully build a property necessary for a down payment on your own home. So the idea about this, and there's a few options like this. So there's this option of this, which is lofty AI. It's just basically pulling money together to buy maybe a rental property. There's another company that has done well. Uh, Stella has been running a company called Fractional. So Fractional is a, a solution for people to also co-buy together. So they can pull money to buy either investment properties, could be Airbnbs, 
uh, these different also rentals. So this market will continue to heat up because as people don't want the exposure slash can't do it, uh, there are many companies looking just to basically pull money together as like basically joint ventures to empower those individuals to at least get exposure in, and which is not a bad idea, right? A lot of people like the best way for any individual is to actually get in the game. Once you get in the game, you kind of understand, okay, maybe it's not as bad as people may keep saying that it is, or maybe it is, but at least in your exposure is very little and you can, you can decide what you want to do afterwards. So any of these players that allow these kind of things that, that basically allow people to have the exposure and a little bit of taste into home ownership, even if it's an investment property, that's a good thing because this can, you can buy and be participating with as little as like $5,000, right? I mean, it's so little exposure uh, that you can start. Now, your returns aren't going to be anything incredible by any means, but at least it gets you started, gets you thinking about this process. And um, and that's always a positive thing for most getting to home ownership. Now, Google makes headway to resolve lawsuit over downtown San Jose Village. You know, anytime you have these kind of large projects uh, and you can see from the high speed uh, high speed train, like why there's so many issues is because there's always going to be disputes of like who owns over specific parcels or small pieces of land, which then derails a lot of the movement. Right. If they can't build things if they're like in dispute and they're just dragging things out. Fortunately, that is now over um, because but then again, people are going to come out of the woodworks uh, saying that they own this piece of land because obviously the land is a whole lot more valuable than it was before. And it also got a lot of attention. So that's the thing. Uh, but good news is that settlement is resolved. We're going we're to continue to see the movement of the build, which is really interesting timing. Right. Google Google itself is. Um, not hiring as much they're still hiring but they're not hiring as much yet this is going to be a very very large project so we will see what happens over the next few years if they'll continue to do this it really depends on how uh really i would say the next one or two years plays out but this is a very very big deal because this is way larger than most developments for companies anywhere in the country i mean these are these are tens of thousands of people in one location, way bigger than everything else. So, and, and these are all very high paying jobs. I mean, Google will be paying some of the highest in the industry. So let's see how things progress, uh, cross our fingers. But if it, if it plays out where it should play out, then the West parts of downtown San Jose will be quite interesting. Snowflake expands presence in Dublin. A lot of you may not have known, but Snowflake actually has a remote office or a site office in Dublin. Uh, why is that? They actually have a lot of execs that live on in the Tri-Valley, so they've expanded there. So they have a, a big office in San Mateo. They have a, now have a bigger office in Dublin. Before, it was only a 40,000-square-foot uh, office building, and now it's 153,000 square feet. That just shows that they're adding another 500 new jobs to the Tri-Valley. Snowflake has been a fantastic company doing extremely well even during this time. So highly recommend anyone that is uh, unfortunately laid off during this time. Um, maybe look into that company and because uh, they're doing very well and they have a lot of opportunities ahead of itself. Clarion partner seizes on Bayer industrial boom with plans for six building development. I mean, these are, you can see it almost every week. There is some new purchase that continue to happen from these different companies, whether they're these big firms, um, whether it's just opportunities that they see, it's just, 
I, I point this out every week because this is something every single week that there's, there's themes of this, right? Their plans to build six buildings for industrial in the Bay Area. They just spent uh, nearly $125 million for six buildings. So if you think things are slowing down from that side of things, you're going to be mistaken, right? They still are making these moves because they see the opportunity is massive here. Otherwise, they won't be spending this kind of money in this kind of environment with uncertainty. Maybe things are not as uncertain as you may think. Next, 94 units, South Bay apartment sells for $52 million. You know, I invest in uh, projects outside like apartments and things like that. And it's kind of funny, right? 94 unit, do the math. 94 unit for $52 million. So that's, what is that, like 550000 per unit? Incredible, right? And this is for an apartment. Uh, so absolutely incredible. You know, outside of, let's say you're in Dallas, you you'd be spending 130000 per unit, something like that. So um, very interesting. And it's always these big, uh, big entities, right? So the game here is this is a very, it's a class A type of property. It's next to basically Apple's corporate campus. And so really interesting play, right? And, and they know also rent continues to increase, especially in these higher end rentals. They're able to keep pushing rents. So that's why whenever they build new ones, they're still able to do very well. So these larger entities that want something very stable and also um, just in absolute prime locations, they're still making their moves because this is as stable as it will get next to Apple apartment building. I mean, what else can you expect or hope for? Well, very good. Well, this is this week's market update in terms of what's been going on with the news. Of course, if you have any questions or any thoughts, feel free to send me a call or text at 408-547-4590. The information is below. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.